Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 168, 7, 167, uh, presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse, you love Parse. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Um, nice job, Zach. Nice job. Um, Dakota's blowing his nose. When you go to Benny's or your local liquor store, Ask for Parse. It's the perfect time of year to get a little three-year, put it in a little mix, a little pina colada outside with your friends. Maybe go to a beach, have a pina colada, mix in some Parse. We have a lot to talk about this week. Um, one point, um, Tom is not here. He took the week off. He's on vacation in the Bahamas. So he said, here's new Tom, which is Tom's boss, new Tom. Yeah. His name's actually Alex. Okay, I was like, come on. <laughs> And he's with us today, participating uh, in episode 167. Tom's not actually in the Bahamas, but I guess we'll get a full rundown of where he is. I was going to say, we don't, he might be. He could be. Who knows? Could be anywhere. He didn't come see me this last weekend in Staten Island. Sad. Ooh, that's Honestly, fun. just sad. Yeah. And I was in Manhattan Saturday. He didn't see me. Yeah, Dakota, how was your trip? You sent, you sent a lot of cool pictures. Oh, sick. First time. I was like a little kid. Um, I kept sending in like our group snapchat like just a picture of everything that just i like, saw just like walking through manhattan like empire state building like Florida. like literally just like we were taking a ferry across and i just took a picture of the skyline i was like oh sick and then i see the statue literally i'm like oh thanks france appreciate it great gift you did uh you did send me and zach a picture of a wine store that looked pretty epic yeah, it was next to like this coffee shop, and I literally just—I don't know—I just saw it, and I thought of Ian Happ. I go, Ian Happ likes wine. He's a fine wine guy. This is a spot for him. It's a place that I'm going to need to visit when we're back there in September. You got to send me the cross streets. You got the cross streets? <sighs> I'm not a real New Yorker. I don't know. Got the part? Got the part of the city? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was right next to uh, Rockefeller Plaza. Okay. It was next to Blue Bottle Coffee. Oh. There is a blue bottle in rock with the blue bottle in Rockefeller. Yeah, it's like yeah, like right next to it. Wow, that's like downstairs. That's yeah, an interesting. That's where blue I saw the wine too. cellar. Did yeah, you get there. any hole in the wall pizza shops for like a dollar? I haven't had. I haven't been in a few years, but like, is it still? Oh, so I'm more of a New Yorker everywhere? than you. I'm more of a New Yorker than you. I'm Confirmed. Here. I'm here in you're a Detroiter now. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, Motor City. Um, yeah. it was called like Siena Pizza and Cannoli. Got one piece of cheese, like regular New York style. And I got a square piece of pepperoni. And of course, mm. I got a cannoli. And it was unbelievable. Uh, went to, we went, we went to all the hot spots. Went to like Times Square. That place is crazy. Weird place. A lot, lot of crazy people walk around there. That's not a place I think I wanted to hang out for too long. Two more things about the New York City trip. Yes. It was way cleaner than I expected. That's, I thought it would be way dirtier. You're the first person to ever say that, I think. Like, you just I, assume that it would be like 
this is not a knock. Of trash because and there was no. only like a little bit of trash. What I had heard, I literally expected to see like human shit on the sideway, a sidewalk. Like I expected to walk down the street and be like, oh, look, a turd. You'll find it. I'm telling you, man, it was great. I thought it was a great place. It just cleaned. Yeah, they must have just cleaned it. They just sent it. In the it's cruise. funny because like, whenever I go to Chicago, I'm like, wow, this is so much nicer than New Chicago York. Chicago is clean. Well, it's Chicago like, is definitely cleaner. No, but. yeah, I know. But I'm just saying like completely different. New York City, the size of New York City, I don't how, think I fully grasped how big it was. Dakota, you got to fly into New York City one time and just, if you fly into, I think LaGuardia, if you're sitting on like the left side of the plane, you yeah. can see all of it. It's an absolute joke. I mean, we literally took the ferry across. So we're like, we're right there, like on the coast. And I go, oh, like, let's just walk up to Times Square and Grand Central and all that. And I look it up, they go, oh. It's four yeah. miles. Just kidding. We're riding yeah. the subway. Subway also cleaner than I expected. Also cleaner than I expected. You got to go at night. No, no. I enjoy living. <laughs> but no, great trip. Uh, great place. Uh, I was sending Zach and Scott. I said it was the city that ZS59 built, and now Scott is running the city. Scott took the reins, and now he's he runs it. Yep. He runs it from afar. He runs it from... The opposite, yeah. not opposite soon, side of the country. Soon enough, he'll be back. Yeah. This is a uh, a morning recording for us. So I'm having my coffee. Dakota, are you going oatmeal? We I'm eating oatmeal and I have a coffee next to me too. Zach, you coffee for you? A little coffee. Just had a little breakfast burrito. New time. You've been up for a while. You have a coffee? Got a little, uh, little natural energy drink that I have uh, stocked up in the office. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. no, no free ads, though. No free ads. For whatever that is, we'll not. talk about it. Uh, can we, Zach? Do you want to talk about uh, hitting a sick homer last night? Because that was cool. Yeah, that was uh, much needed for the team and and the psyche. More so, the psyche. Um, been going through it for a little bit, but that was a. Uh, we were talking before, like I've seen that guy pitch on video, just kind of all over. He's kind of um, I don't know how long he's been around for, but like he steps literally behind a right-handed hitter and yeah. as a righty like, as a right-handed reliever he is literally stepping towards the third base dugout if you could imagine someone picking up his foot going 90 degrees the wrong way and then trying to throw it home zach is it more extreme than kyle ryan i know he's from the left side i haven't but... i didn't face kyle I, I would say it's honestly pretty similar except i don't think his limbs are as long yeah um but yeah, you don't really see righties doing that. Usually, like a right, if a righty steps that way, they're from down below, and it's still not comfortable. But it's not like ninety five, ninety seven. And this guy was ninety five, ninety seven. So like, I was joking, like joking, but not joking. On our team, Eric Haas, catcher, like, and there was times in the past where he would pinch hit in a big spot, like against somebody who's really uncomfortable. And I'm like, bro, how do you do it? And he's like, joking, but not. He's like. I mean, I'm just prepared to die in the box. Like, if a ball starts at you, it's probably going to be a hanging slider. So I went into that. Like, the last thing I said was, like, till their hitting coach, like, fuck it, prepared to die. If it starts at me, I'm swinging. And I didn't want to stay around to see both pitches. Um, and Because Miggy was up before me, and he just – he was – I think first, first pitch, like, backdoor sinker, which I'm sure must have looked so far outside from that angle and came back at, like, 95 or 96 – then he just threw him a bunch of sliders and clearly he had it going. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, all right, um, he's going to try to 
get ahead with that and then kind of just mix and match. But yeah, that was good. I jumped on first pitch. It actually hit the foul pole, which is pretty cool. Oh, I, have foul pole. Pole. I don't yeah. think I've ever done that. No, I've never done that either. And I was willing it fair. Like I stay, just, stay. I was like, please just, just please stay fair. And I didn't even, I didn't give my high, uh, my first base coach, I five, anything. I was just staring at the ball the whole time, but that one felt good. It's been a minute. Like I said, going through it, hopefully this will uh, get me back on track and get going again. People are talking that this off season, they might try to turn you into a two way. People are saying hey. you may be the next show. Hey, two zeros in a row. Kids nasty on the ball. What was your mix? Anything special? We had Barnhart the other day, and he was throwing literally 34 miles an hour. Yeah, the first time I threw was like 40. Then I got it up to like 50-something. And then the other day, I was just kind of throwing like 65 to 70. And I would mix in a slide step. I'd mix in a really slow one. Um, Are you ever going to get to a point where you'll get two strikes and you'll be like, let's see if I can get like 85? Dude, I got two strikes the other day, and I was like, I can't do it, man. Why? Because if I – Dude, if I hit somebody, I would literally walk up, crawl off the field. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. 85. Two strikes against a position player and you get plunked. You're probably like, thanks, man. No, I agree. But Scooter, Scooter Jeanette hit me one time, oh, too. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, did exactly. hit, I hit I hit George Springer last time. I tried to, uh, it's a curveball. I just didn't break. You know, I, yeah, I didn't get it out front. You know, yeah. you got to get, get extended. Released it back here. I got to yep. get it out there. We'll Pull work down on the that. lampshade, you know. <laughs> Trade deadline's coming up quickly. Oof. The trade deadline's a weird time because I feel like there's mm, five, six, at least six teams that like are like, do they sell? Do they buy? Do they go all in? That was one of the notes I had. I saw something that the Reds are willing to trade Jonathan India, and I don't, I don't get that i was hoping you'd explain that to me i mean they have so many pieces coming up dude is that why like they just yeah. like they're like hey like well, we can I mean, get a lot for them yeah, and they're controllable they need pitching they have they have uh the daily cruise has been playing short and third and they also have the mclean kid who's hitting three hole for them who's been really good dude that kid is legit bro we faced him in triple a this year in april and i was just like Bro, this guy is doing it. 23? Oh, insane. Hitting homers, hitting third. They have a combination of Senzel, Steer, Fado, Stevenson, first and third. Zach, wasn't Steer in St. Paul? Yeah, he got traded last year or this Uh, year. uh, He got traded for Melee at the deadline last year. Melee at the deadline last year, yeah, part of that deal. So they they have a bunch of options. Uh. India's been scuffling a little bit. You know, he got hurt rookie of the year. Then he got hurt um, last year, playing back from that. Um, and he's he's just he scuffed a little bit this year. But he he gave that really good interview talking about process and everything. Um, Dude, how good not, was that? He's, ha- was- he's not having he's not having like a bad year. He's hitting two fifty with a seven fifty OPS. He's a productive. Uh, second baseman can play third. I don't know if they're, I mean, if they're willing to deal him, I think, I think they're probably willing to deal him because they're saying we have all these other guys. This dude's valuable. He's controllable, a little less controllable than the other guys we have, but he's controllable. So maybe we can go out and get, um, a pitcher 
who's going to impact our team now. Um, and there's going to be a team that wants to have, you know, India for the next three, four and years. You can get, you can get a lot back for India. He still has what, three years of three, control left. Yeah. And I mean, if you need a pitcher, like who wouldn't want rookie of the year, the guy can play multiple positions, seems like a, a good guy wants to win. And then I I'm mean, a big, get, I'm a big fan of him. I mean, that interview, did we, I don't know if we, did we talk about, I don't know if we talked about it at the time. It was, I mean, it was really good and really mature, obviously. Um, I've I really enjoyed, you know, obviously in the same division playing against him a bunch for the last three years. I really enjoyed just talking to him when he get on second base and um, his attitude about the game. And, you know, for that group and that team, like he's been with Joey for a few years. He is kind of one of the guys there that would kind of lead that franchise forward organization forward. But you know, that's, that's their call. They have to make tough decision to figure out kind of how they're going to put it all together. But it's like you said, like they have guys coming up that can fill that role and they have years of control and get stuff for them. But you don't usually see like young guys coming off of rookie of the year and then be like, ah, like we think we can get a lot for you. It's like, yeah, but, he's pretty good already like yeah. anyone you get to replace him has to be a little bit of a step down right oh like, there's just, no way they have someone like sitting on their bench or sitting in triple a that's oh, yeah. gonna be better yeah and like immediately yeah i think it's like they probably probably need some starting pitching and that's that's they're just looking for a different position do you think most likely but i i was surprised when i saw it too i want to start this rumor that i'm hearing murmurs that they're offering him to the type for Eduardo Rodriguez and Zach Short. Dude, you know what's That's funny? what I've heard. Like, you can see, so like we have pitching like younger guys. Um, like would India get traded to more of a contender or somebody who's not in it at the moment like you that's, can you can literally put him any like you he it can could go, go both ways. I think that's the intriguing part of uh, an idea like that where someone's willing to move a very productive player is that it could fill a gap for somebody else and it could be like a mutual swap or it could be, Hey man, we're out of it. India helps us for the next three years. Take this veteran pitcher that we have who's on his walk year. Yeah. And, and one prospect and we'll call apparently it. they want, they want controllable pitching. What I saw, I don't know how much, merit that holds but it's a really interesting wild card mix because we are let's see there's there's and in the, in the nl right since he's half game back arizona's arizona miami and san fran are or since he's half game up in the wild card arizona miami san fran tied philly a half game back of that we are five games back and then the two teams behind us are San Diego and New York with very high payrolls who are six and seven games back of the wild card. So it'll be interesting to see if those two teams keep going for it because they've already invested so much money in it or if they try to break it down a little bit or sell off some parts. I don't know why it's, back. It, it's, it's almost funny. And I'm sorry to Mets and Padres fans if you're listening, but it's funny to go that all in spend that much money and then you're still like we're gonna have to be sellers at the deadline like they can't buy who can you buy you can't afford anything and and what's the point like you're 
six and seven games back, like Hap said, like that's crazy. I there's just no nobody had this on their bingo card this year. There's oh. just no way that like even when we we lost the other night to the Padres like by a thousand, and it was just like this lineup does not stop, dude. Well, unless you're ZS five nine, then you can. You know, I mean that's that's neither here nor there, but it's I mean legitimately like. People were like, "Oh yeah, Juan Soto's having a down year." He's guys hitting two sixty five with like a nine fifty OPS. Like, breaking what, dude? And then like Machado, you have him in the three hole. You know, it, it's just like, and then you have Cronin worth hitting sixth. What? Yeah, like, he just signed an extension. But that's what, like, what do you, what do you do though? You can't, like, what do you buy? What do you need? I, I just feel like it's like the Yankees, right? Like, the Yankees are a team. Where you as can't an sell as an organization, you cannot sell. No, like I think they could do both, like get a little bit, sell a little bit, and then kind of just mix it up and see what happens. But I mean, they're an interesting spot. Like Judge is coming back soon. They still have you know Garrett Cole. Um, like their core guys haven't played well for a while. Like who knows what they can do if they get hot? But it's tough in that division right now. Obviously, they're not really. I mean, they're behind the Rays and the Orioles. And I think the Red Sox too, right? They're, and they're Jays, tied they for last. last. They're tied for last with the Red Sox. Right. So then Blue you're Jays look are, at the wild card. I don't know. What are they? Two and a half they're, out? They're two and a half out of yeah, the Blue no. Jays. Which is, you know, that's very doable, obviously. Um, yeah. But you just don't know. I mean, you really do not know. And that's the really interesting part about the trade deadline. And I'm glad that I'm not making decisions for, for a team because, I mean, your phone is ringing nonstop. Yeah. And you're just like, you're trying not to act like act outlandishly where it's like we have to trade everybody right now to get into the wild card spot. But then at the same time, it's like, if we don't make the fucking playoffs, my, my job is done. But that's the thing. Like the Yankees have to get hot for like a week yeah. and they could like be in the wild card. I feel like the Padres and Mets have to get hot for like, like they have to route like 10 in a row. Like they have to like get hot. Well, because there's seven back. The hard part about, I think about the Padres is they thought there was a chance that they were going to run that division because the Dodgers kind of like, Oh, we didn't really spend a lot of money. They didn't need to spend less money than we spent before. And then Arizona kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So that division got real hard in a hurry. Um, but, and the giants are good and the giants are good. The giants have, have put together a really good team. So, but I do think the Padres are in kind of a unique situation where, like, I think Snell's in a walk year, and he's been the best pitcher in the NL for the last two months, three months. Um, so they have an opportunity to, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make some changes, or we're gonna sell a little bit. We're still gonna we're not getting rid of any of our superstars, but we're gonna sell and kind of revamp. I think Musgrove got hurt for a little while. I thought I saw it. Didn't they come out and say like they didn't plan on trading Snell and Hater? Yeah. I thought I saw that. Yeah. Well, good for them. Ian, when was going. the last time you faced Hater? Um, I did not face him in San Diego this year. I haven't faced him for, haven't faced him since he got traded, I think. I don't think I've faced him in San Diego. Let me tell you, it's nice that he's not in the division anymore. We had our, you don't miss him. I don't miss him. We had our pregame or a pre-series meeting and they brought him up and they said like, Hey, on the board, it's going to say sinker. 
but it's just like an upshoot four seam. But I guess the way he holds it with the seam and the air is that it just catches the seam and literally rises. Dude, it goes, it goes like because he gets so low and it's like this and it's coming in and you're like, I can hit that. And it's like, like, what the fuck? Back, it's like that. Who is the guy? I forget his name. The dude that threw the backward slider, the righty. Oh, from the like, how do you do that? Dude, how you know what I mean? Like, it literally is spinning like a spider. Yeah. Yeah. Moretta, or is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, uh, like, that's not legal. No. 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 Well, shouldn't be. The the whole point of this conversation was to talk about the trade deadline. And my point about the wild card before we got kind of sideways on it was there is in the NL. There are three teams, Colorado, Washington, and Pittsburgh, who are, let's say, not in it and probably selling. Then you have St. Louis, who never really sells. Are they still hot right now? Well, nine back. We took three or four from them. Oops. Whoops. Sorry. But no, they're they're seven and three in their last 10. They're nine back of the wild card, which I think is also nine or 10 back of the division, nine and a half back of the division. So, you know, they're not going to sell, sell like they're not they're not just going to dump people. You know, there's a couple of players maybe that they move. They always trade intelligently around like some of their young talent. But that that means if New York's not selling and San Diego's not selling. And we're still in the mix of this thing, like there's just not a lot of teams selling in the NL. And then in the AL, you have some more options for teams that are selling, but it's. It's really competitive this year with the with the new schedule. And there's not like in years past, you've had like, you know, 15 of the teams are competing and 15 are selling at the deadline. Just not, doesn't look like that right now. That's what like, because even in, <clears throat> no offense, Zach, uh, the AL Central, like, I mean, the White Sox will sell and the Royals will sell, but like the Tigers and Guardians, like, you could still make a run for the division. You know what I mean? Like the wild so card is good, would be almost like the wild card is going to be tough because the AL East says like just five yeah, unbelievable no, teams, no, no. but like the AL central, any of you three could still win it. Dude. Could you imagine we were talking the other day? Like if we didn't go on our nine game losing streak, even if you go like three and six, right. Mm-hmm. Say we're four back. Like, Oh, your buyers. Bro, that is an absolute, like, I mean, what do you do? Like, what do you do? I don't think I could be a GM and make that decision of like, all right, is this team ready to make a push? Like, do but we at the same time, do you, do you ever turn up or turn down an opportunity to make the playoffs? That's that's what young, you got to decide. You have a young team. You could intrigue free agents. You can intrigue guys who want to play there. Um, and it teaches guys how to win. Yeah, like it, it, for there's sure. There's just so many more things than – Oh yeah, this team's not going to compete in the playoffs. But it's like, okay, whatever. Say you get the city involved more, you get other people involved more. It's just an it's you just never know. There is a there is a point where you have to decide if winning 81 games and missing the playoffs is more impactful for yeah. the advancement of the franchise and the players versus, you know, winning 70 games or 72 games and having a couple more process. It's like that's a that's a real thing. Right. And I, think I, Zach, I would never want to be in the position to have to make that no, decision. No. 
but I think Zach made a good point too. Like, even if you win 81 games and then miss the playoffs, the experience you get of playing in those games in September for like a younger team, I feel like is massive. Like going, like think about, think about the guardians, right? They have, I I know they're struggling a little bit this year, um, like their whole lineup, but like last year, Dakota, you know, like we played all of those guys the last two years in club. Literally. And they all came up together and they all go to the playoffs and play the Yankees in the first round. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a lot, dude. So, like, now in the regular season, it's just like, I don't want to say there's no pressure, but, like, you're like, oh, dude, I've played in New York in the in the postseason. Like, I've played in these big games before, and I look to my left and my right. We've all done it before. We've, we're really comfortable together. We've done this. And now, like, down the stretch, you know, they could get hot because it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we've done it. Let's go. I always felt like um, coming up in 17 with those teams who had been through it in 15 and gotten to the – NLCS and then won the World Series in 16. There was nothing that the regular season was just, I mean, we had good teams and we were stomping people, but the regular season was just, we're going to, we're not going to, we're unflappable. You can't like, you can't mess us up. It doesn't matter if we're losing by five. We're still going out there taking G hacks, having a good time. Like at the end of the season, we're going to be there because we know we're better than you and we've done it. And I feel like that's the Dodgers right now. Yeah. I mean, those guys, Freddie and Mookie, we need to talk about Freddie Free. He's on my he's on my list here. But those dudes know, you know, where they're gonna be. And I think Dave Roberts obviously has been there so much that they're they have that confidence and they have a bunch of guys who have done it. But we had, you know, we were a few games back at the deadline, kind of floating around five hundred and uh or at the all-star break, kind of floating around five hundred and we were second or third in the division, and it was kind of the World Series hangover thing. We came out of the break. We traded for Quintana over the break, came out of the break, won six in a row, and it was fucking, and it was over. And we just, we fucking, we ran with it. And Quintana was awesome for us in that second half. (laughs) I'm sorry. And it was the right move. (laughs) It has got to go down. I'm going to say it because I'm not in the organization anymore. That's got to go down as one of the worst trades of all time. I think I think you look back now and you go, well, Cease has turned out to be this guy and and Eloy Eloy has put up some really good numbers. But at the time, at the time, it's different. At the time, Cease wasn't the guy that he is now. It wasn't true. He was like 15. It was also in high. Yeah. He was like 19 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And and Eloy was still really young. And Quintana, Quintana was on Quintana was on a team-friendly deal yes he had been he had been unbelievable and we needed that we needed some stability in the rotation we needed that last arm and we were in a position to like really make a run at winning another world series and we did we ended up going you know we go to the Quintana was great for us in the second he came in dude I will never forget when we traded for him we were in Baltimore coming out of the break and he I think he threw the last day in Baltimore and for us to sweep them. He threw like six or seven innings. He punched 10. He was like an invisible heater with a curveball in the dirt that everybody swung at. I was like, thank you. Nice job, guys. Nice yeah. job. You guys did it. You guys got us the best pitcher on the planet. You did it. He's unbelievable. And that's what was- I'm not. I'm not knocking Katana. I'm more so saying, obviously, hindsight 2020, looking at Cease now, it's like, whew. 
Cubs would love to have. And what, and what happened, you know, kind of 18 and 19 and us not making another really deep run, but it was at the time, like it made so much sense. And, and we did, you know, for us to keep like being aggressive and trying to win now in that situation, like that's what we're talking about for this deadline. Like you have, you can't be afraid as like a team who's going to win now to go get a piece because some prospects might end up being good players. Yeah. But that's like, that's where it comes down to like, do the Dodgers just say like, what team goes all in and says, we're going to get Shohei. That's the question. And I think, I think maybe somebody sneaky, because we've seen it in the past. Maybe somebody sneaky says like, we want to get Shohei now to show him what this place is like yep. to, you know, win some games with him, have him get excited about winning baseball games with us. And then we want to wrap this thing up before it's he gets such, a free agency. It's such like a the risk, Dodgers, though. the Dodgers could do that. Yes. But, but I'm saying like, like my, I don't know why my head went to them, but like the Orioles say the Orioles just say, here's like our top prospects. Like what if he goes to Baltimore? He's like, I hate Baltimore. And like, you know, you lose all those prospects or whatever you gave up to get him. And then yeah. it's like, man, like if they don't win the world series, oof. I mean, he's definitely worth, he's definitely worth the money. Like, yes, you're going to pay him 10 or 12, 10 million bucks over you know the two months mm-hmm. worth it. How many oh, prospects yeah. do you have to up to get him? You literally have to give up your whole team. <laughs> You'd have to give know. up every like whatever team you go, whatever team you give them to is I, like I that think owner they're... now owns your team. Well, <laughs> the the angels the angels are going to ask for some top prospects, but they might they might get into the bidding here in a couple of weeks and go. Teams aren't actually willing to give up for for two months. Aren't willing to give up as much as we thought they were willing to give up because last year. I know there were some big offers out there for him, but that was for a year plus for two months. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But you're getting the two best players in the sport of baseball in one. I think it's going to depend if there's um, if, if, if there's multiple teams that are heavily bidding, you know what I, I mean? Saw the, like the if Orioles there's in the, in the D backs, the Orioles get him, dude, what? That's what I'm the saying. Or- Would that be kind of sick to see him in a Baltimore sick. Jersey? Andy homers in the in the two months if the orioles are like we'll, we'll give you our best prospect for him but well, that's that'd it be, that'd be Jackson Doing. holiday probably okay well that's what i mean like that's probably if i'm the angels i'm like any conversation we have starts with jackson holiday that guy he's that, what, 19, I, if, if 19 I'm the angels, and he's hitting 350 wouldn't you do the same thing i'd be like you're giving us jackson holiday or you're not getting him yeah that's yeah that's the thing and that's what I don't think teams are willing to do that for the risk of him walking in two months. Because if you don't win at all, it's like, man, we that's just gave up Jackson Holiday. Yeah, you yeah. know what I heard about Shohei? What'd you hear? Please I tell heard me he's big, like a bad guy or something. I heard, he's, I heard he's big into AG1. All great athletes Ooh. have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And that starts optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take AG1, and that's why I'm a huge fan. Because Shohei takes it. I don't know that for sure, allegedly. AG1 is great for recovery before workout or even after when you need a boost. You can drink it at night, you can drink during the day, drink it in the morning. I think uh, Dakota is going to have some uh, right after we get off here. AG1 so much more than greens powder. It's all your key health pro- 
products and want to set yourself up for success with 75 high quality ingredients that give you the key daily nutrients and support long-term gut health. Go to drinkag1.com slash compound. This is a different, we're in a, we're, this is a different website. I don't know why they changed it, but this is what it is. So pay attention. Drinkag1.com slash compound. Free uh, one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Drinkag1.com slash compound. You know what else we got to talk about? What? Bally's. Oh, yeah. Bally Sports Regional Network, nation's leading television uh, and streaming provider of local sports and uh, make up 18 RSNs. Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Tigers Watch are on Bally Sports. Yeah. Uh, go Tigers. Yep. Bally. Uh, the Brewers fans, they're doing the Brew Crew in Milwaukee. Uh, Tigers, we're doing Detroit, Miami. Uh, 18. 18 more cents. This year, new pitch clock rules games have been changed for the better. Less downtime, more action, faster pace. Like, we love it. Baseball fans love it. Everybody loves it. A little shorter games on Bally. Short Boys. Did you hear about this? Short Boys. Bally uh, Sports created Short Boys. 8.4 ounce cans of delicious baseball beer. Crisp, refreshing. Uh, they did Short Boys for the shorter games. Short Boys Summer. Short games, shorter beers. Short Boys Summer. Watch shorter games on Bally Sports Network. Watch short while you drink short boy. Yep. Streaming on uh, Sports Bally, Bally Sports app. Uh, Beer and baseball. That's what Bally's up to. Real quick. You touched on it during that ad. It's been real quiet about the pitch clock. Like we said it would. We said it would all pan out. I was going to stop and be like, Ian, care to to inform us? It all buffed. It all buffed out. People love it now. Like we said, we can talk about the pitch clock, but first I want to talk about the ERC, ERC, Employee Retention Credit Government Tax uh, Initiative that helps small businesses like Connect Roasters, thousands of others in the Midwest get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. Even if you got PPP loans, there's still time to find out if you qualify and file your claim. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit Small Biz Cash Back. That is small, B-I-Z, biz, cashback.com slash cubs for a free consultation. Let Omega take care of your small business, the ERC, Employee Retention credit i love the pitch clock okay i'll admit it i'll there admit it that i love the pitch there clock he is. and you know what you know what they said they said maybe we shouldn't have it in the playoffs you know what i say keep it in there i'd love it it's fantastic but it's, i do think i do think product. i think they could go to you know 17 or 18 seconds with nobody on base i think it should be uniform for both i think 18 seconds both ways We'll be fine. 20 may be a little bit too much with guys on base. 15 is a little too short. What did you guys do? 19 with the guy on base last year? No, I think it was 20. I I think the one with guys on needs to stay just because you're limited. It's limited in the bigs, right? Two pickoffs. That's what, like, because you're already limited with that. I feel like you need to keep the 20 seconds because from a pitching standpoint, if you only have the two picks, you need to be able to mix up your times more to control runners. 
You know what I mean? And I feel like that helps you do that to where like, all right, you come set it 11 seconds. You can literally hold for 10 seconds. Like good luck getting a jump. Yes, Zach. Zach has a base. Go ahead. So Eduardo Rodriguez on our team only uses pitch calm if there's a guy on second. So he'll go fingers with nobody on and a guy on first or if there's a guy on third. So he can just shake quicker and control the running game. I like that. That's you smart. don't have to use the pitch comp. You don't have to do it. Everybody does it, but you don't have to. The biggest thing is just for the guy on second with relaying. Because I don't really think anybody's, I mean, everything is on the second seven. Can, can second. I say Can I say one thing? We were playing a team earlier in the year. I won't say what team. With a young catcher who had either just been up or up for a couple of years. I don't think he had, he hadn't put fingers down. That's all. Like, Hadn't put fingers down in a while. They had a pitch climb malfunction. And I'm not kidding you, from the dugout, like him, him, (laughs) you're just like, wait a minute. Does this guy know how to put signs down? It was like, why? It was like, could not have been more wide open to the dugout. And it was like, oh my God. How like, did that happen? Did you forget how to do this? Like, we can see it. Like, hey, friend, we can see it from right here. Where do you where do you fall on that being like, like you can relay those, right? Like, like I don't know I how mean, you relay. Yeah, for it, sure. If you can I see it like, like, if you can see it like that, like, that's just bad baseball. Yeah, that's how I'm like with a guy on second. Like, if you pick the signs on second, if they're going hands instead of pitch com, and like you get the signs, like, that's fair game to me. Like you need to be better than that. If you're the pitcher and catcher. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm just, I, I think like me and Zach said early in the season when everyone was freaking out about the pitch clock, like there's all these issues and it's like, that's exactly how it started last year in AAA. And then you get into it, guys get used to it. And now it's like, you don't see any issues. Like when's the last time you guys have even had a pitch clock violation in one of your games? Probably a while. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, ah, we, we have one. Ruined on, my point had, there. I think, I think we had one on Sunday, but damn it, had, yeah. There's been, but it's not bad, right? There's there's one once in a while. Yeah, Assad got one yesterday because he didn't step off with a guy on base and let it run down on him. Uh, and then they're actually Jordan Walker got one. Um, you know what I've Saturday, I've seen in the box, but we had two in the same inning. I think back to back, they look too quickly before the guy is up like there's guys that are kind of manipulating that to try to get a ball because as soon as it happens two times it's for him for the rest of the game it's not like oh it resets the next pitcher it's like they're a next hitter if you look up too quickly or if you get your sign and you come set before the guy is looking before nine seconds it's a ball i think so these guys will these guys will look down until 10 seconds and they'll be like hey 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 and the ump you kind of you can lure them into calling it the uh, hitters always trying to find an advantage. Oh, <laughs> Sumner, unbelievable! You guys, I think that's stupid. But the uh, I think it's worked really well. Games of game times have been uh, great, and it, there are clock operators that are very different. Like I think the Wrigley co- clock operator is like very um, maybe a little lenient, but also like with a good pace. Like if the ball boy is running behind, if like it's our clock doesn't like really start like right away, but it, it lets there be a nice flow to the game. When we were in Milwaukee, it was like, 
That guy is hammering, or girl is hammering the clock. Dude, we're talking, we're talking as soon as the ball crosses the plate, it's like doesn't even leave the catcher's hand, and we're 15. Have you have you faced anybody who throws away a lot of baseballs, like pitchers? Well, that's a, that's the only way you can like manipulate it as a pitcher and like get yourself more time. So like that oh, time name the ball. If you need if if you do it like egregiously, they'll say no. Yeah, like if you try to do it like we faced you just we, threw a pitch, it didn't bounce, and you try to get rid of it. It's like what's dude, wrong with this ball? We faced um, Aaron Nola, and it was that like he would get like three in a row and be like, and nah. we're like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? And then the next week we said that there, I, I guess we saw that there was like this huge thing like. The Phillies clock is way quicker than everywhere else. Like there's more violations at their field than anywhere else in the league. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so the only were... thing. That was the only thing. Like we said it even early on, Zach. Like the the differences in operators will always be like an adjustment. Like if you go, like Ian said, from the Chicago where they're like pretty like almost lenient, and then you go to Milwaukee where it's instant, like it kind of changes your routine just a tick or two. Yeah. Which is enough to get a call yep uh guys can i talk about some of course bruce bolt no i don't want to talk about bruce bolt yeah i'm gonna talk about oh. freddie freeman oh okay freddie free <clears throat> has played in 99 games i like how you cleared your throat for that he has 456 plate appearances which is leading baseball right now 85 runs 35 doubles 20 homers 70 RBIs. Sneaky somehow has 12 stolen bases. He's hitting 327, 329, sorry, 329, has a 410 on base and a 580 slug. That is leading the league, that 580 slug. He has a 990 OPS, which is leading the league. He has a 162 OPS plus, which is leading the league, and he has 229 total bases, which is leading the league. I saw a tweet yesterday from friend of the pod, Steven Sousa, that was talking about Freddie Freeman. And he said, like, how is he not getting more MVP talk? These numbers are outlandish. Outlandish that he's putting up. It's it's more just disturbing how he goes year in and year out and just gets up out of bed and does the same thing every year. Disturbing is a good way to put it. It is like when do you go like how do you not like I went through a month? I'm not Freddie Freeman, not close to Freddie Freeman, but like I would get in the cage and I'm like, wow, I feel horrible. Like, how does that not happen? It does. It's just different. When he was For in what, Chicago, a pitch? When, when he was in Chicago this year, at the beginning of the year, we played them in LA and then um and then they came to Chicago. It was like over the span of a week or a week and a half. And he didn't look like Freddie Freeman for a couple of games. He punched. I watched him punch three times in a game in L.A. No, you didn't. It was, I was like, what? Freddie? That was a different guy. And then he was he was kind of scuffling when he came to our place. He was kind of rolling over some balls. He still has the ability to get his hits, you know? Like, he'll end up one for four, one for five. You know, a couple of over games there, which was it's, like, shocking when you're playing him and he goes over. But, like, he dumped one in front of me, I remember, in L.A., and then he, like – shot a ball over the first base bag, but I was talking to him at first. Cause I was, cause I was like hot, hot. And I was like, this is, I'm, I'm raking. And I was over there and he's like, he's like, nice swing, man. I can't do that right now. He's like, but he would talk to Shut Matt up. and he'd be like, but it's coming. 
you know he's got that confidence to be like but it's it's coming like i'm not doing it right now but like i'm gonna get there and then he got and then may was that may or june where he got i think it was may where he hit like 450 and didn't get out for the whole month yeah and he just like but when he was grinding like he was like i feel like shit it was like 280 it was like 275 280 with like a 350 on base and like a or 20 so you know like he's like he's like grinding at an 800 ops that's what i was gonna say how nice that be for your like down month to be that yeah, like exactly. ah man I had, a, I had a shitty month i hit 280 and yeah he's like, like he's like feeling homers. like shit hitting 280 and then like when he takes off he takes off but it's just a matter of time but watching his production is just like and he's so consistent dude you look at his numbers it's just like every year they're the same somehow he finished fourth in the mvp last year you know he's been top 10 in the mvp for the last five seasons does he walk or does he just get hits he does walk a lot he, right? i mean he's got a 387 career on base yeah but that is is that just from hitting he's he's got a about 11 percent walk rate this year is what i'm saying he's i mean he, he walks he walks at an above average clip right. his last i was i'm looking at his uh his page right now it's really funny because his last three full seasons so we're not including 2020 where he won the mvp his last three full seasons, he's played 158, 159, 159. The year before that, it was 162. He has, in his last three seasons, 87 walks, 85 walks, 84 walks. So he's just like, he's just super consistent. He just... Consistently great. Yeah, the numbers line up the same basically every year. It's somewhere between a 135 and a 155 OPS plus. He's just like, and he plays every fucking day, dude. Every single day. Ian, who's crazy? A, are you still number two in the league in walks? Probably. Oh my god! Can we talk? That's wait, what... timeout, timeout, timeout. Oh, there's a chart that I saw with the walks. You're second. You have like sixty something. Juan Soto has like ninety something. He's unbelievable. Like you, like wow, Ian's doing it. Wow, walking a lot. It's great. And it's like <laughs> Juan Soto, you know. 30 more 30, walks. 30 more walks. What? And Ian's second. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's just absolutely. Eagle eye. I don't know how. I don't know if he just gets deep in counts, if guys pitch around him, if he's just like, but he Dude, walks at a, he walks at a absolutely hilarious clip. Like watching him, he would just spit on pitches really early, but then also be on go if you missed. So it's not like he's being passive. But it's not like he's aggressive. But like sometimes he's really aggressive, and then there's sometimes where he's like, "Yeah, I'm not swinging at that one that far off. Like I'm not doing it. I'm checking out really early." And it's just like, "What the fuck?" I don't know that I've ever watched him in a bat and felt like, "Oh, he's not swinging," or like, like yeah. he always. And when he takes hacks, they're healthy. But yeah. I just think he has the ability to get down o two or one two, and understand that. Pitchers are generally afraid of him. They don't want to give up a yaya. And then he really gets discipline into not letting them, like not chasing with two strikes. Like sometimes he'll chase a pitch early. And then with two strikes, I just think he knows that he can work back into a three-two count. Yeah, for sure. And that that's what I feel like that's what it was. Like we would get ahead 
and then it would be like, man, the set bat's not over yet. Like, it's three two. Yeah. How? Like you said, you don't want to because you don't want to strike him out looking because that means like you have to make a really good pitch, and if you don't, it's over the heart of the plate if it's a strike. And that's what guys try to do. They try right. to they try to make a really really fine pitch and end up throwing him two balls, and then before you know it, they they're either you know he's okay to walk or did you did you see the two homers he hit off us? No. All right, so you've been to Comerica. Uh, so we moved the fences in eight feet. And if you were hit one to center, it'd be like, holy shit, like that guy fucking launched that ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did see that one just left of center. It was like he hit oh. two, two in the same game back to back. Oh. So Acuna hit one this year off like the batter's eye, like the middle of the batter's eye, like 460. And I was like, that's the furthest ball I've ever seen hit in my life. Like I didn't move. I was playing second. And usually if there's a ball hit the center, I'm like, oh, fuck, we got to get out there. going to throw him out of third. I did not move. And then Soto the other night, we have this little area in the dugout where you're almost like you're pretty close to the stands. But you have a really cool view of, like, home play. You're almost like you're on deck. And I was sitting there when he was up, and his first A-B, he hits one, almost leaves the stadium. Like, it hits the brick. Like, almost if it went two feet higher, it would have left the stadium. It was like 440-something. And I was like, that's got to be wrong. Next AP, he hits one oppo into like the second row of bushes to the left of the batter's eye. It's like 465 oppo. And it was like, bro, nobody even hits him there in BP. He's got stupid juice. Stupid, bro. And he's 24. He's playing this year. I saw saw that. He's, I saw that he's like younger than Spencer Steer. So I saw there was one like one of the Reds young guys that has like been in the big leagues for like a year, and they were like, "He's a year older than Juan Soto." Like, Dude, oh. It's it's just yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. You know what else is unbelievable? Bruce Bolts, the gloves that I use, family-owned business in Austin, Texas, actually started by a sixteen-year-old. Best batting gloves in baseball. I use them. I have two colors. I have a white. I have a baby blue. Tucker Barnhart's kids are wearing them. I love those batting gloves. They also do pants. They do durable, breathable, four-way stretch material to keep you comfortable. You need baseball pants for this summer. They got three different lengths. You got the down pant around the ankles that I like to wear. You got the just below the knee, the knickers. And then you got the baseball shorts a little above the knee action like Kike. Uh, Don't afraid go to brucebolt.us or amazon.com to get yours today go check out their pants brucebolt.us Ian, i just found kind of a weird stat about not weird stat but a crazy stat from your seasons last year in 573 at bats you had 58 walks this year you have 345 at bats and you already have 68 walks. well you gotta do plate appearances because i have more plate appearances because i have so many walks Okay, well, you 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 could do the math on that, but I'm saying like in a lot of walks. fifty less at bats, you have ten more walks yeah, already. I'm really, this year. really walking my bag off. I think my career high is like seventy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. There's, it is it is seventy. There is a, away. There's such a fine line between like walking too much, but like there's nothing better than a good walk. I don't know, but is there such thing as walking too much? Well, sometimes when you're raking, you're not walking because you're hitting you're like. Just- Yes. When the when it shows up, you're just like ah. That's and then so- sometimes when you're walking a lot, it shows up and you foul it off. And then yeah. before you know it, you're in a three-two crown grinding your balls That's off. The, you dude, know? I say it all the time. Like I strike out a decent amount, and but 
I'm pretty stubborn for the most part of like not chasing like pitches that I know are going to get called for strikes. And I'm like, I'm always in a two strike count, but that's also why I've walked a lot in my career too, but it's like hand in hand. But Ian, that's a really good point. I was hot for, you know, May and June and I was on go pretty early in the count. And I was just like, man, I haven't walked in a while, but I was like, this is also the best I've hit in my career. Like, it's a give and take. Some at bats, you know, you have to be patient, and then some at bats, it's like, hey, I'm not hanging around. But I mean, do you last, guys ever? Fa- Go ahead. Last year, I didn't walk. Like sometimes in my career, like I've really walked at a high clip. 18, I struggled, but I walked at like a super high clip because I was yes. just decent at bats all the time of walking. Last year, I didn't walk, especially left-handed, like at as high of a clip as I had in the past. But like, I also had 42 doubles and like drove the ball a lot and hit 270 so like it was kind of it's kind of this give and take thing where like if you can be a freddie free and a juan soto and you can like put it together but getting deeper in counts is going to lend to some punch out and some walks and then when you're really swinging it and you're not missing those fastballs in the middle of the plate you just end up not walking as much. but do you ever have at bats where like you face a guy and you're like man i don't know if i can hit this guy like let me just try and like foul some off and work a walk like are there I mean, a bad sure. like i'm just or, trying to work a walk here. it's more like i i would say it's probably not can hit this guy it's yeah, more yeah. of like this guy has a 15 percent walk rate i know that he can't land like this pitch mm-hmm. like i know that he's gonna miss at some point with a heater up and away yeah like he can't continuously land his heater in the zone so like if i get in a situation where like he gets me down one two early I know that if I can just stay in this at bat, at some point he's going to miss enough pitches. Or I can spin on a curveball down, I can get back to 2 2, I can get to 3 2. And instead of me feeling like I just have to like put something in play, it's more of like I know I can foul off pitches until he misses arm side with the heater because like that's in there. There's yeah. nothing better like when you foul off a bunch and you're like, I know a ball is coming in the <laughs> yeah. next two. You minutes. gotta do it at uh, some point. You see it early, like up and away. You're just like, it's not coming back. You see it so early and like the split second feels literally feels like five seconds when you're in the box and you see it up and away or like way up and it's a heater. You're like, you take like a breath in the box. Like when you're grinding in that full count, you're like, I've had so many at bats like that where it's like eight pitches in the at bat. They fouled off like three or four. I'm like, Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I can't throw this many strikes in a row. Yeah. Just chill just out. Play. Hard, Hit the ball dude, and play. I don't care. Hard. Like, hit a single. It's hard oh, for both. Like, I think we'd say it all the time. Like, hitters are so dumb and, like, pitchers are so dumb because, like, we're in the box like, fuck, we got to fight everything off. And the pitchers are thinking, like, fuck, I got to throw this shit down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's, like, I can't throw a ball because yeah. he doesn't chase. Yeah, I don't you, walk and I'm like, oh, no, he's going he's gonna to dot six in a row. If you could have an honest mic'd up, it would be a hilarious oh conversation. God, oh, yeah. We have to do slow screen time. We have to do it. It's that time. Sloan's a leading control manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. Companies at the forefront of the green building movement provide smart, sustainable, hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products, including flushometers, faucet sink systems, soap dispensers, fixtures for commercial, industrial, institutional markets worldwide. Visit Sloan.com for more info. My screen time got a little out of hand yesterday. I didn't, I did not expect that. There's just going to be like, like yeah. 345 you'd be like oh man crazy day 439 for me oh nine i thought i was gonna have a really low number and i looked up and i was like holy shit i had 513 oh 
five nine or four nineteen for me. Oh, Sorry, four nineteen. Hey, 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 hey. That's even with a bus trip through the night Sunday night from Staten Island too. So that's uh that's pretty good for me. Pretty early in the morning. Alex, what do we got? Let's see, let's see. Screen time yesterday. Uh, yesterday, yeah, Monday. I did have a six-hour flight home from uh, Seattle, so it was. We don't need excuses. We don't we want just need excuses. Yeah. Oh, we just God. need a number. Yeah, five hours, fifty-two minutes. That's, that's not, not bad. terrible. Not bad. That's, that's not, not terrible. Bad. Yeah. New Tom. New Tom. That's way better than old. Tom's Tom. given us numerous like eight pluses. <laughs> numerous. Yeah. Yeah. He's flirted with double digits. Yep. Yeah, he's had a he's definitely had a couple double digits, just not on the day. Hey, football football season's coming. Those yeah, that doesn't count though. Those those yeah. don't count. No, I think I'm I think I'm getting in the fantasy league this year, boys. Oh, you're gonna need our help. I got a secret. I got a secret strategy. Got a secret strategy. What's your secret strategy? Not know anything and just kind of be like, oh, that name looks good. He looks like a good player. <laughs> That's episode one sixty seven of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse, you love Parse, go to Benny's, go to your local liquor store, get Parse for your pina coladas this summer. Thank you, producer Alex, for helping us this week. We appreciate you. you. We'll see you next week for episode 168. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.